Hello, and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, Chapter 1. It was the best of times. Uh, it was the best of times. It was the fucking god damn it. We'll get into this. I mean, I'll do the introduction first, and then we're going to have a little therapy corner. A little... <laughs> related to the episode or related to other, no, other things? No, other Rampage yeah, I feel like this is our most common rampage when we when we're on this podcast. <laughs> terms of I'm a rampage big fat rate. guy. Most of, <laughs> most of my rage is related to food. Okay. This is episode sixty-two. Hey, hey, hey. Don't what? step on the man's yeah. intro. Although, because no one told me. Well, that's why I said I realized we hadn't told you, uh, so I had right, to... Well, let me take it from the top, then. Okay. Woo! Hello, and welcome to A Star to Steer Her by episode 62. Woo! Today, we'll be talking about two next-generation Star Trek episodes, Detalore and <laughs> Angel One. My name, of course, is Jake, and I'm joined by... Chris. Ames. And Caitlin. So, uh, just to start us off, uh, we're going to talk about these two episodes. I mispronounced the first one intentionally. Uh, I believe the correct pronunciation is Data Lore. Data Lore! I am Data Lore. Um, (laughs) In which the Enterprise crew visits Data's homeworld, the... uh, Shitty ass, terrible place, uh, Omicron Theta, site of a vanished uh, Earth colony. They uh, go there, you know, Data has some memories popping up. They go down underground. They find another Data, all taken apart like. Looks just like him, except it really doesn't because it's, you know, shitty, like, anyway. Yeah, some um, mask and some... Oh, there's an ass. There was a nice ass. Yeah, there was an ass. They found the ass. Oh, I didn't ass. even notice the ass. You have to go back and watch the ass. I okay. do. Do we think it was actually sculpted from Brett... Brett Ryder... What's his name? Brett Spiner. Brett Spiner. He actually wasn't available that did day, I just so have it's a actually stroke? Michael Dorn's ass. Mm. Who? Worf. Oh, well. Oh. That's all right. I bet he's got a nice ass. Will Wheaton's ass. Um, Ooh. Will Wheaton. Anyway, they find the second data. They bring it up to the ship. Chief Engineer Argyle works tirelessly to reassemble Woo! the second data. Put him back together. Wakes up, introduces himself as Lore. He seems a little creepy right from the start. And it just goes downhill from there. Turns out he's actually the evil twin. Takes Data's place, tries to take on the ship, tries to get the ship uh, eaten by a snowflake. All kind of backfires when, you know, fucking Wesley figures it out. And uh, saves the day, and uh, that's about that. Then they beam him out into space, I guess. They didn't really say where they beamed him, but I'm going to assume they beamed him into space. Inside a whale. Yeah. Okay, and then uh, we'll also be talking about another episode called Angel One, Angel One. I thought it was Angelone. Angelone. Also, I feel like Data Lore is like Steve Bannon's final form. (laughs) (laughs) So Angel One... We're, uh, we go to this, the this planet, Angle One. Angolone. Angolone. <laughs> we find out it's a planet where the gender roles are reversed. <laughs> Whoa! There's broads running the joint. Oh! <laughs> like that would ever happen. Do they just shut it down once a month or what? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, that was good. 
one. Woman. And that's the episode. Uh, well, you kind of run boing. On this ruled by a hot lady. Boing. And every man has a ridiculous codpiece on their uniform. Um, My idea of heaven, frankly. So, yeah, we're on Angel One, the planet where women are not only in charge, they're real assholes. (laughs) Um, Just like real life. (laughs) Am I right? (laughs) If ever you wondered what a Hillary presidency would be like, folks. (laughs) Oh, God. Wait, so I'm just imagining Hillary being really seductive. Is Bill Trent... (laughs) oh that's amazing okay no um so naturally um this on this planet the reason they're there is they're checking out there was a uh crashed shuttle a couple years ago some guys are missing and of course they're like well no they're fugitives because they're men who believe that men are as good as women and we all know that's bullshit that sounds right. So, they gave Troy some lines. So the yeah, Troy got to speak she a couple times. She had some feelings, guys. She had some breasts. Oh, some large, she? some large. I didn't breasts. notice her breasts. Really? I was too busy. They noticing. were on full display. I really for for something that was ostensibly supposed to be a progressive episode, it was anything but. Did she mm. have big titties? Oh Gloria? yeah. Like, would you have, like, a particularly low-cut yeah, shirt or something? Yeah, a lot of cleave. Lot you know of what cleave. it is? Much like Riker, I was too busy checking out the queen. Yeah, well, so that's the thing. So Riker, Riker, of course, plays his masculine wiles to uh, plow the, the, the leader <laughs> of the of the angel one. Beata or something? Number Sounds one right. puts little number one in angel one's number one. Yeah? Yeah? Nope. I'll allow it. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, anyway, back on the ship... <laughs> um, back on the ship, uh, everyone's got the sniffle. Everyone's getting, everyone's getting a little, a little sick. You've got the sniffles. Oh, no, Riker got that. So everyone's got a little drip. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! Um, wow, except for Data. Except for Data. Well, he was on the planet for most of it. Anyway, so on the ship, they end up leaving Jordy in charge. It's so bad. Um, <laughs> oh, poor Jordy. It's either him or the boy. So, like, everyone's sick. Ship, And then there's, like, some shit going down in the neutral zone, so they're going to have to check that out. But meanwhile, the fucking bozos on the planet are refusing to leave, and they've been sentenced to death, and stuff. They probably and deserved it. Like, probably. Yeah. Just for that haircut alone. Well, they started a fucking coup. You can't just go to a planet that be marooned on a planet and decide you're going to start a fucking coup. Get the fuck out. Mm. Yeah, but they're not affected by the Prime Directive because they're not Starfleet. Yeah, right? right, we'll get to that. Also, one of them like <laughs> married one of the leaders. A couple of them I, did, I was going to say, I think they all said they had wives. Yeah. There are only four of them. How many wives do they need? Well, they, maybe they were polygamists. Anyway... It all uh, works out in the end because the president of the women decides that she's not going to be on the rag that day. And, <laughs> and well, because at go. that point she's in thrall to that's Riker's true. cock. Right, well, yeah, that's the so... thing. Like, really, the moral of this story is if women were left in charge, everything would be fucked and there would be executions in the streets. But all they need is a good, good talking deep, to... And a good deep dicking. A good deep dicking. Yeah. And a good talking to from a man. I and thought... everything will be better. Thank God he was there to mansplain how fucking martyrs become... Yeah, yeah. Like, sainted. Like, holy shit. My fucking mind is blown. Thank God you were here. 
I definitely misheard you and thought you said a good cocking too. Oh, <laughs> yeah, a little from column A, a little from column B. Uh, that little. <laughs> uh, also, and Trent doesn't get any action. Yeah, poor Trent. Trent seems like a, a toady. What? Probably a eunuch. I just want to say now before I forget it, because we all know I'll forget it. I feel like the fact that these guys come in and they start a coup, and then the women all like want to marry them, it just feels like it just makes this episode so not fucking progressive it's at all. Not. They're like, holy shit, thank God a man is here to run things. I want to marry him because I want a traditional woman's role because... That's what I should want because it's more natural to blah blah blah. Yeah, like, this episode had episode. so much wrong with it. The fucking Trent with the they had it like oh with his perfume. Yeah, they like made a point to show like like oh it's perfume. Data's never seen perfume before. How was Data never seen? We'll get to Data. Yeah, this is this is the second episode. Let's start before we start. No. Oh yeah. There's there's something we have to talk about. Yeah. And folks, this is not going to be an easy conversation. Because it's very hard for me that there's something going on, and I feel you all need to know about it. Some pizza places <laughs> are fucking bullshit. Technical defense. No, no. All right. Okay. So this this is there's really two parts to this conundrum. First of all, dear pizza places, all of you, get your shit straight between your on website menu. Your on-website ordering system, your printed menu, and your Grubhub menu. Because we tried to order from Pizza Place today, and all four of them were different. Different paper printed menu from what was on the PDF on the website. Which also was different from what was in the online ordering system, which was also different from what was on Grubhub. In the end... We got nothing that we wanted because everything was discombobulated. Some people were ordering off of one menu and other people were ordering off of a different menu. And this is a problem. So please do what you have to do. It's the 21st century, folks. You have to have the menus. They have to be in sync. And just just deal with it. I get it. Grubhub costs you money. So mark it up. Mark it up, because everyone's ordering a Grubhub now. That's how we order food, okay? We're not calling up. We're not calling up. No. We're doing the internet. We're on the World Wide Web, people. We don't want to hear your stupid voice. We don't want to hear your stupid voice. Jake. Actually, the woman I spoke to had a very nice voice. She had an Eastern European accent. I, I picture her attractively. I think she's <laughs> that's, that's where I'm going. I, I mean, I don't know. She could be an old wench. I don't know. I, I don't know what she looks like. An old like. Warsaw wench. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we bring you a pizza. Anyway. What? She wasn't Italian? When was that? It was Eastern European. Oh, that was Eastern that European? That was like, yes, yes. That's a troll We bring person. you your goulash pizza. <laughs> well, you're still doing the, like, Sicilian Because it's still a pizza place. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. It's a really spicy right. meatball. It's a really spicy. Spicy borscht. I think this has gotten racist, but I'm not sure. Yeah, it's fine. You're Italian. Yeah, but you're trying to make fun of Eastern Europeans. It doesn't matter. Aren't they like white people, though? They're, they're slobs are sort of... Aren't they the definition of Caucasian? No, technically the Caucasus Mountains are... Um, they're either in or near Turkey. I know. Eastern Europe. That's true. 
But they won't let Turkey in the EU, and that's bullshit. That's but I think the Slavs still face enough oppression that despite being mostly crackers, they're okay, still... We're already sort of on a tangent Yeah, sorry. a tangent. This is not a tangent. This is important information that our audience needs to hear about. So here's the other problem. So we ordered the pizza. Not pizza. It was various other... It's irrelevant. We ordered food from this restaurant after we finally sorted out the menu situation. Yeah, you basically threw a dart and picked what I was going to have. Yeah, it was a Ames disaster. Ames is not happy. It no. was a disaster. <laughs> but you liked my french fries? Your french fries were Your fine. food was great. You loved it. Did I? Yes. Oh, did apparently she? I must have loved it. She did. Because I've been told. It was wonderful. Well, it's a good thing that there's a man here to finally tell us good. how we feel, yeah. Ames. This Thank is, you, Ryan. This is Angel 2, where I'm in charge. <laughs> 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 Chris is uncomfortable. Anyway, so actually, I'm not in charge. You know who's in charge? The goddamn pizza cartel is in charge because we ordered pizza, and the Grubhub thing said gave a window 7:25 to 7:35. At 7:45, I called and spoke to Natalia on the other end of the line and said. Madam, please help me. I need your help, and you're the only one who can help me. I ordered pizza. It was supposed to be here from now, and I don't know where it was. And she said, Jake, I am glad that you have called me. I was just getting into my negligee. I don't know why she's French. She's French. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, because negligees are French. Yeah, surely. Sure. Anyway. They have the best sexy undie things. Pizza. Right, undie things. So, she, yeah, so I caught... And she, said, and she said with no accent, I mean, she had an accent, but I'm not going to do an accent. Again. Again. Because you get the idea. She said, oh, he left. He'll be there in five minutes. So I said, okay. I stupidly said, okay. And then we waited. Yep. Waited at the door. Waited looking out the window. No, no, let's not Jake was, Jake was literally pacing every car that came down the street. Are you food? <laughs> no, you turned right! <laughs> it wasn't food. It was never food. Car after car after car drove past the house and it was never food. So I called back. Like at eight, later, at 8.05, yeah. I called back, and she answered the phone again, and I said, Madam. No, you were you were off the rails by this point. I said, right? where is the damn food? Where is the food that I have purchased? That you told us was on its way That you said was on ago. its way. You're only, you're like a mile away from the house. There's no way. Did he walk? Did he get six flat tires? What happened and if he got six flat tires where are the other two tires so and she said okay i'll call him so she called him while i was on the line and she gets back and says he'll be there in four minutes and then he got here probably eight minutes eight minutes later it was a disaster it was i okay Food was warm, though. Food was warm. Ish. Regular listeners will understand. I, I, I have a big problem with the star rating system. <laughs> I think, you know, a normal person, and I say, I mean, someone that's not... We're uh, not normal people. Here. An ordinary person would, would say, well, this was a, a three-star experience. Because they think the three-star is the bottom. I would say this was a 25 
to 2.75. Oh, see, I'd stars. say one and a half. You're yeah, being I, very I was going to say much lower. He, really, well, he got to talk to the woman. I also. And she was wearing I mean, a negligee. The food did arrive. They did follow the special instructions they, that they, I gave them. They barely them. apologized, though. Oh, yeah. The, I asked the, the delivery man. I said, Sir! Sir! My good friend, why have you done this to me? And he said, I'm sorry, I was very busy. How do you mean? This is your job! <laughs> and I know, and I do not mean to shit on the little guy, because I know as a delivery driver he probably is not earning a lot of money, and it's probably a shit job, and I would not want that job, and I feel bad that he has to have that job. But I did give the 20% tip, which I feel is standard. It's on the higher end of standard. For delivery, especially. For delivery. I feel high. like a lot of people yeah. are like 10, 15 on delivery. B. I went 20. I always go 20 because I think I'm not, this is not a, I'm not humble bragging about the 20. I'm just saying I feel that I did not get 20% of his daily energy to bring me the food. I feel like he gave me a shitty tip by bringing me <laughs> food 45 minutes after it was supposed to be there. B. I thought you liked the steak tips. The steak tips were fine. Oh, okay. They were Be- good. Being fair, though, too, and not, not to tender. potentially give you extra tension, but sometimes for like a sort of a smaller sort of family-run outfit like this... They're actually a cover-up for the mob. You need to move. What were you going to no, say? No, I was going to say the delivery guy sometimes is actually just one of the owners, so, so he, he might not be maybe low guy I mean, on the I mean, it could, I mean, I am guessing if she was not lying at 7.45... Because there's no way it takes a half hour to get from wherever they are to where we are. They, It's not possible. Unless He's very busy. He was very busy. He was busy doing work for the mob before he I came mean, over did here. He, is that what he did? Did he like... Holy shit, did he kill he, a guy in front of our food? Was he selling drugs? Why didn't he sell us some? Seriously. He should have. He should have given us free drugs. We really should have got some free marijuana. Or at least free food. Yeah, exactly. Something to let me know that I'm valued as a customer. And again, I feel like a dickhead because I'm not one of those entitled people. Maybe I am. I don't know. I don't, fe- I don't feel entitled. I feel like you work hard and you've earned what you have and all you're asking for is fucking timely delivery. And, and when timely the delivery is I mean, not And I'm coming. very forgiving. I'm generally very forgiving of things like this. But it just I, I feel like I was taken advantage of today. The food was alright. You, you, you should sell your no, story to Waco. Right. I should. <laughs> I should. They don't could verify it. Hate talks. They this is a situation where if I sold my story, they would do research and they would and they would they would uncover the whole thing, the whole enchilada. That's true. They'd blow it wide open. I don't think they were a Mexican restaurant. I think they have oh. like tacos, maybe. I don't know. Oh. All I have to say is, is you know, as much as I like this place, I'm putting them on my list. I'm not ordering from them again for a little while. They're they're going. They're getting a time out from me. Hmm. I'm not going to name them. I won't name them because I don't want to. I don't want to do that. You don't want you, the mob to come after. Us. You wouldn't want our ones of ones of fans to revolt against the this pizza place. Um, listen, I'm sure we've picked up dozens of fans so far this episode. That's a good point. Yeah, like people are calling their friends. Like you got to turn on Starship, sheer, 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 sheer the sheep. 
What the fuck are you called? <laughs> so, Star Trek. Oh, yeah. I am That's pleased to say what is Star Trek? that I think for me, Data Lore has probably been the first properly good episode. Mm. You, like, didn't, you didn't like Naked Sexy Planet? I was into that one. There were like other episodes where I was like, this one was decent. This one was pretty good. This one was probably one I had the fewest reservations about throughout. No, I had a lot of see, reservations. because you got to see Brent Spiner's butt, This episode, I'll say, is the best for Brent Spiner so far. Oh, yeah, Since most of us are here for Brent Spiner, it makes it pretty go- pretty okay. But every other, every other thing that happens in this episode is kind of stupid. Really? Wait, didn't we get our first Shut Up Wesley? Yeah, for a lot of shut up, Wesley. So then, episode. not not all bad. Though. Well, no, but you know, as oh, as I... usual, it has Wesley being the only one that that works out what's really happening because for some reason, every single other person does not realize something is off with Data and Lore. Well, yeah, the, it, I, I I I think I'm actually with Chris that I think this is probably the best episode we've had so far of the Next Generation. There've been a couple I liked. I'm not I forget disputing what, what I'm not are. disputing what you like. I'm saying what I think. So I think this was the best one we've had so far. But I will agree that it does have some serious flaws. Is it the best so far? Because everything else has been terrible, though. Well, yeah, probably. I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's a great episode. I'm just saying it's. I think it's the best we've had. But I do think it's had its flaws. I think that uh, there is a lot of stupid shit. And I agree that the the fact that no one else seems to realize that this obviously evil person <laughs> is evil. Except for the child, uh, is I did is like Chad Wesley. Though. Thank is you kind of silly. You're welcome, that was actually one of my notes. Was uh, where is it? Shut up, Wesley. No, I mean, <laughs> yes, but not the one I was going to reference. Oh yeah, is he immediately creepy only because I know he ends up evil? No, he, the way he does the facial ticks is really gross. well. Even before, like when he first wakes up, before he's done any ticks, even he's just like. He's his smarmy. first line is just... He's like, smarmy yeah, and his eyes is. are redder than Data's. There's a lot of... Yeah, I noticed a lot of stuff that made me... I don't know if it was just because, like, he played Data first and they had to, like, leave the contacts in for a long time, but I felt like there were subtle differences between his look and Data's look. Mm. And I was just like, Ugh. And I actually didn't know... I guess I was vaguely aware that he was, like, a prototype and that Data was created to build on what was learned from this guy. But I don't know that I knew that he was specifically evil, mm. but it became pretty clear to me that he was bad. Okay. With a capital B. Yeah. I, I think I, I think the facial tick was a stupid addition. Yeah, that was yeah. dumb. That, that was unnecessary. That was a bad idea. Very and the contraction, even though they make them a, a big deal about, oh, Lore speaks in contractions and Data doesn't, there have been a million exceptions to that rule so far. Yeah. Also, the fact... That I, I just think as a, as an element in Data's character, make whoever made the decision that oh yeah we'll make it so he can't use contractions. What a fucking stupid idea, yeah. writer who came up with that one. Because contractions are not hard. Fucking Microsoft Word corrects contractions, and it's done it for like twenty five years. Well, and I'm sure Brent Spiner and everyone that had to write for him from that point forward was like Fuck fucking you. hell, yeah. Oh, I'm sure they just slip do, up. Just do a, 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 a search and find for any apostrophe and see yeah. if you've got to change any. Data was found, what, 23 years ago? 20-something years Six. ago? 26? 26 years ago. And has been 
go, he's gone through Starfleet. He's been a, an ensign for however many years. He works his way up to lieutenant. And yet, it, somehow, it seems like every single fucking aspect of human life he still does not understand. Yeah, it's weird. That seemed like... I don't know why this backstory was what they decided to come up with. Because it makes Data more confusing. Yeah, but speaking of Data's... Of Data's um, upbringing, Data's backstory or whatever whatever we have so he's found on omicron theta just laying on some rocks yep his entire colony has been wiped out by the snowball well that sorry that's what i was unclear of like when they found him the planet was still alive right yeah that was a little confusing that got a bit fuzzy because at the beginning well that's that's what's implied later but at the beginning like oh the crew of the ship that found you described farmland yeah which if the monster had already been there Oh, actually, there was a weird thing that I noticed about this the, the timeline of what must have happened on this planet because they showed all the like nice little drawings that the kids drew that they put up on the refrigerators because that's what you do of the crystalline monster attacking people. So they must have had time between a, one one attack of this crystal monster and it taking out everybody for the kids to have drawn these. These crayon arts. Maybe they thought they were safe in the bunker. Maybe they were safe for a little bit. That part does get a little weird. Like the timeline doesn't quite work out. It's very strange. It's never never fully explained, I don't think. I mean, we do meet that crystal creature again. Do Um, we? Really? We do get get to see its destructive power. Um, But yeah, it's a badass. It was a really good special effect. I was just going to ask you that. Was that the original special effect that we saw on Netflix? No shit, that was really good for 1980. Well, I didn't see it on Netflix. Now it's time for a mini rant from me. It'll be very short. So, I watched this on a break at work. But for weird, quirky reasons, Netflix doesn't work on my work computer. But CBS All Access does, and CBS All Access has all the Star Trek. But even though CBS is an owner or part owner or whatever of Star Trek, CBS All Access, their big fuck-me flagship platform, doesn't have the fancy HD version of TNG that everybody else has. You're fucking kidding. SD, the sound was kind of fuzzy and shitty. It... God damn it. Get your shit together, God CBS, you damn fucking it. assholes. CB yeah. fucking ass. We're spending That's money such a on this shit. Mistake. Yeah, no, like, it's such a fucking uh, joke. I'm, I, you know, I, uh, But yeah, no, I, I really gotta, like the new show. Yeah, but like, the I, platform's garbage. I cannot justify paying money for it. I have a question. If CBS has shitty Star Trek and Netflix has good Star Trek, is CBS going to, like, is, is Star Trek going to leave Netflix? Are That's we going to be afraid. stuck paying for CBS All Access for the rest of our fucking lives so we can finish this podcast? I, 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 I will buy the yeah, box sets I'd buy box They're sets. cheap enough now. I would not. You I could would. probably get the whole series, like, the whole series, like, every single series... For like eighty five bucks, oh, yeah, it'll I'm... come in. You know, I have that Roseanne collection that's literally yeah. just a box with like forty five yeah. like CD sleeves. It'll be like that. Well, I think there. I think you can buy like the full box set of TNG Blu Ray for not too. too yeah. Bad. You know, if they wanted to sell a lot of DVDs, that's what they would do. They'd pull it off Netflix. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would sell some stuff. Yeah. But either way, yes, very impressive special effect for nineteen eighty seven, eighty eight, whatever this 88. was. I mean, I think most of the filming was in 87, but... Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a cool effect, and it's a cool monster. Yeah. Um, you know, I like the idea of this 
sort of faceless enemy. It kind of reminds me a little bit of some of the TOS monsters mm. that are, you know, like energy monsters Doom or cla- clouds, you yeah. know. Yeah, sort of, you don't really know their motivation. In this case, it seems like it just likes eating people, but it Who might doesn't? also be evil. We don't know. They're sort of, it, could, it could just be like a Galactus. Neither good nor evil. It just needs to survive. It likes lore. Um, I liked, uh, I thought that Lore's suggestion of how to trick, you know, when he was pretending to be Data, and he was like, let's, we could leave a large tree. (laughs) I I couldn't help but think of, like, Guy in Galaxy Quest (laughs) suggesting how they would form a rudimentary lathe. lathe. (laughs) We could beam a a large tree and just, it's like... What? <laughs> Lore hates trees. Apparently. That's why everything on that planet is a fucking mm-hmm. dust heap now. Because he gonna, hated trees so much. I'm confused because I missed this tree thing. So Lore was pretending to be Data, and he wanted to trick the Enterprise into lowering the shield. Oh, right, right, right. So he told Picard, oh, we should beam out a, a, li- a, tr- a living, a, a living thing and then blow it up with the phasers. Where the fuck are they supposed to get a tree? They got a fucking arboretum on the fucking Enterprise? Probably. Yes, they do. They, they actually, do? They actually do. They have an arboretum? Probably, yeah. That's how they, like, I think, do their um, Air. oxygen recycling. Keiko O'Brien, Chief O'Brien's wife. We saw we saw the garden in that episode with Miranda Jones in TOS. Yeah, yeah. I forget the name of it. Yeah, but the, the TNG is supposedly got a better one. Nice. Got an arboretum. So, a couple thoughts related to the, the finding and assembly of lore. One... His storage room certainly has a flair for the dramatic. Mm. It's got all these clouds. Two, in the storage room, all of his parts just seem to be up on the wall in, like, little special holders. But then when they're being brought into the assembly room, some of them had randomly put into those jars of barber disinfectant. Well, they're probably gross, you know. You don't know where the fuck they've been. Especially that ass. I mean, (laughs) he is... Anatomically correct. Yeah. And three, I'm surprised they had so much trouble putting them together because it looked pretty plug-and-play. Yeah, but they had to, like, solder a bunch of <laughs> yeah. shit. And four, why weren't they playing... <laughs> under it while they were putting it back together? That's what I'd like great. to know. Um, you fucking dropped the ball, Roddenberry. Speaking of balls... <laughs> did anyone else just kind of assume every time things were getting awkward, oh, it was yes. because they just wanted to be, like... So his hog, right? How does it well, compare there, to there's yours? There's, like, a point where Picard was like, so does he have all of your... Parts like it, he was obviously asking about the dick. Tasha <laughs> wanted to ask too, I'm sure. <laughs> oh god, she's imagining a three-way. You think? Oh my, oh my god, I am now too. But like, I mean, <laughs> like, is that a thing? Like a good cop, bad cop three-way, where like one's the gentle lover, the other's more. Stop! Sort of I can't. Severe, Not while I'm sitting that's here. That's totally what Lore would. He'd be the bad cop, right? So we eventually learn that Lore and Data were. Made by well, we learned in this episode they were made by often wrong soon, and eventually we find out that he also looks that doesn't just even like rhyme. Like, Old often wrong because he's often wrong. Yeah, but wrong and soon don't rhyme. Okay, so it doesn't but sound it, like it a good nickname. Rhyme and also Noonian sung. Could they be any more fucking lazy? I was like, please tell me this was actually Khan. Oh uh, no! Like, apparently, um. The gene named both Khan and Dr. Sung after the same person uh, who was uh, someone he fought with in 
World War Two. It was like It was like, sorry, I named a villain after you. Now I'll name a wacky scientist after you. But like, it just felt. I, Chris actually told me that earlier today, Ames, when I was bitching about it, or maybe it was yesterday. Yesterday. I was like, what the fuck? Was it Khan? Was Khan there? And Chris is like, no. But it's still, in my head canon, Khan was there. There is eventually an indirect connection between Khan and the Sung family, but we'll get to that later. Hmm. Uh, and there's also, and another thing, too, is that, like, this episode, in a lot of ways, feels like kind of a rehash of Space Seed, in a lot of ways. You know, they find... Perfect the, man, in a sleeper ship, yeah, they yeah, wake him up, shit. and it, it, he it tries to take over the ship. It's a whole lot of enemy within, as well, because yeah, you have the twin fight. Mm, yeah, but that is way better than enemy within. Well, I know you, you, you oh, yeah. Evil Kirk. Yeah, but also it's sort of like Lazarus. Oh, God, and even like when... <laughs> they, they didn't go to the fucking antimatter universe. Lore fixing his twitch is kind of like uh, Kirk, Evil Kirk putting the makeup over the scratch. Nah. Yeah, they probably fucking were going hell. for a more more of an enemy within. I hadn't but thought I saw that. Some, I, I, I felt the space seed similarities. Yeah. No, I like hmm. that. That's a good idea. This is interesting. This hadn't is thought good. of that. One thing that I was trying to figure out, and I still, I, my, my comment in my notes is literally, what the fuck? <laughs> Data has the memories, or at least the knowledge, of all 411 colonists who lived on Omicron Theta. No, that was we never use a contraction. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yes. So A, if he has their memories or knowledge or whatever it is, he should know more about fucking people by now. God mm. damn it. Data. And also, why? And what the fuck? Mm. So... This ties into... Was this before they got eaten by the monster? Did they do this on purpose? So, I mean, I, I think this, yes. this... Is there, like, a jump drive that goes up Nada's ass? No, because <laughs> that little, like, ventriloquist dummy slot in his back where he How has no one ever clock. noticed the fucking slot before? Well, nobody's ever seen him naked except Tasha Yar. I also am assuming that the slot is actually under his skin. Yeah, like, that's probably like probably, Yeah, but... You probably have to really dig in to get to it. Data has been around among humans. He went through Starfleet and probably had to have physicals. He's been studied, I'm sure, to be like, what the fuck is but this would thing? he have had physicals? Yeah. I'm sure he's had... At the very something. least, he's been scanned every which way but loose. Yeah, and they've never noticed this fucking what thing before. Mean? It's a title of a movie. I'm not sure why I said it. Butthole. <laughs> wow. Loose butthole. But see, this this pitchy loose off switch ties into Oof. something that I've been trying to puzzle over since I saw the episode, which is like, so you've got the first model, well, first model, which is more human-like, but also kind of crazy and evil, and he's called Lore. And then you get the other one, which is colder, more robotic, and he's called Data. That one bothered me too. Like for some, that, that you would make the second one worse. Well, it, because it sounds like he made him intentionally worse. Not not worse, but made him less human, less yeah. ambitious. If, less... if if lore is to be believed, which you know, who knows? Not the most reliable narrator. Um, you know, the way he explained it was that the colonists didn't like, like he was uncanny valley to them, and they found him off putting. Which probably oh, means that he was just... we haven't run across any other robots in space. But he was pr- probably, it's more just like he was an asshole to everyone. And they were like, So make, this, an, make another one that isn't an asshole. Well... You don't, not, to, you don't have to make one that doesn't understand how to emote. Well, he was often wrong, so he probably it, misinterpreted what they said. Well, it's also possible, I suppose, that Sung... You know, he finally got his positronic brain to work. But he wasn't quite good enough at programming it yet, where he could make an android that was fully human... That wouldn't go wrong. So he had to sort of scale back element. Like he wasn't good enough with his own creation 
he had to take away some of that humanity to keep him from being an evil dickhead. I still don't like it. Because the, the, the alternative made more, much more sense. When Lore wakes up and says, oh, Data was built first, I was perfected. Makes more, way more sense as a, as a timeline. Well, I mean, maybe, maybe. Unless you say... Unless you take what Lore says... And there's Lore no reason why to change that. Why? Because you can still have them create Lore and have him go wrong and have him go, go after the, but the whole creature. But that destroys the whole reason why he murdered the colonists. No, it doesn't. He murdered the colonists because he was jealous of Data. Because he didn't like that they rejected him. Data like, was still around when Lore was made? Lore was made, was, first. Was made first. Yeah, okay, that's fine. I got this backwards. So, Lore and, was still around when Data was made? So Right, so based so with the... Wait, the, I thought the, wait, the implication the, is wait, this. Wait, then who took him apart? The implication is this. Okay, here's my understanding. So I'll, I'll, walk, I'll walk you through how I see it happening. You tell me if this makes sense to you. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but... First, you Lore, order a so, pizza. So Lore was created. First mistake. Lore was created... And he was an asshole. And the colonists went to Soong and said, dude, your robot's an asshole. Shut him down. And Soong is like, okay, well, I'll, how about I just make a new one that's a little nicer? So you leave the one that's broken well, 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 on. Well, wait. So, okay. So he starts working on data. Lore recognizes that this is happening, accesses the computer, contacts the snowflake and says, hey, got some juicy life forms on this planet. Come and get them. Here, kitty, kitty, kitty. And then the monster comes and does the first attack on the planet where everybody has to go hide underground. And then Soong's like, fine, Lore, that's the last fucking straw. You called that fucking monster. Fuck you. We're, ta- we're taking you apart. That's it. You're done. Okay? No more second chances. So they take Lore apart, stick him in the closet. Meanwhile, he finishes Data, and then the monster comes back for a second, for a second helping. So, and that's when the monster gets them. That's when he, they, they can't escape anymore. They all got killed. The children, the men, the women, the children, they, the trees. Yeah, everything the last ditch thing is to get trees. Data. And then, and then like, and, you know, as they're like, fuck, they're like, just put him on the rock. Let's go. Upload our memories into him. Yeah. So that that's my sort of take on probably what happened. Yeah, that's the closest I could imagine. Yeah, but then I think, I would think that they would have recorded some of this. The people, the, the colonists. There would be yeah. some documentation Well, they'd put, maybe put it into data. But he doesn't seem to know any of well, it. Yeah, he doesn't true. even know anything. But again, it sounds like the way he explained it was it wasn't that he had their memories. It's that he had their accumulated knowledge. Yeah, Yeah, in which case he should know about why the fuck they were getting killed. And contractions. Mm. And contractions, god yeah. damn it. Also, I'm, I'm willing to bet Sung wasn't supposed to gently disassemble Lore and put him in a closet. <laughs> Yeah. He was probably supposed to have destroyed him. He's like, no, I totally did. But his ego wouldn't allow him well, to destroy his, his son. He thinks of them mm, as like his children, idea. you know. He yeah, his children. So yeah, he, would not have, he would not have done that lightly. Which yeah, is why no, I, I don't know. think he would have just immediately taken him apart. Yeah. Until probably after he had betrayed the colonists. Yeah, before it was too late. Well, it's very complicated and they did a lousy job explaining of it. Yes. The other thing that's a little... Another, you know, there's a problem... One of the problems I've had with the show so far is that everyone says something that it's like, as the audience, you're like, oh, yeah, that may... Oh, now I understand. But the people on the screen still don't understand. (laughs) For example, when they're in the... Like a balloon. When they're they're in the lab (laughs) on the planet. Yeah, that's enough. And Data's like, oh, I have fleeting memories of a Dr. Soong... 
sitting here. And then Jordy and Riker are like, oh, I wonder if it's Dr. Noonien soon. And then they tell the, the anecdote about, oh, he never could get it right. I wonder if he came here. And like as the audience, you're like, oh, yes, it is obvious now that Data was created by Noonien soon. Often wrong soon. Often wrong. But the characters still aren't seem to be getting it. They're still talking about it as if, wow, that's interesting. What a, the positronic brain. Where have I seen a positronic brain before? I wonder if he ever perfected it. Data, why do you think about this? Use your your brain. You have a positronic brain. What a coinkydink. <laughs> also, I like that Data sounded like a really shitty psychic. I'm getting... Yeah. There was someone here. Still a better it started than with Troy. S. Troy, who did not Song? appear in this episode, thankfully. Here's here is how much of a non-presence she has been in this show for me. I didn't realize she was missing. Same. <laughs> I only realized she was missing from the episode when, after watching this one, I was later editing one of our episodes. We were talking about Troy, and I went, "Oh, she wasn't in Dalor, was she?" Yeah. See, the, the the hard thing is that her her absence is countered by Wesley's presence mm. all the fucking time. He was. He's so around all the time. <laughs> He's so around. <laughs> He's just ah. Uh, and I'm, I was very glad we got shut up Wesley several fucking times. But he's just so the worst thing in the world. And he also didn't shut up. I mean, this episode, I wrote, I wrote down a comment. This episode is 90% Wesley looking thoughtfully over his shoulder as someone is talking about something that he knows more about. They're like, oh, Laura's doing something weird. Wesley. Hmm. Yeah, those chairs should swivel. Also, he really didn't learn his lesson, which I think is the worst part. Because shut up, he, Wesley. Well, no, no, he, he <laughs> so he acted, he, he acted unprofessional on the bridge. Well, he's thirteen. It doesn't matter. He's an acting ensign. It does. A he should be held to a certain standard. I agree, but he is a he, kid. He did not learn his lesson. Well, then he shouldn't be on a fucking bridge. Riker, I, well, I Riker definitely did agree not with that. Give him the talking to that he said he was going to give him. Well, because as always, like you said, you know, he's the Cassandra of this ship. How could you give him the proper talking to? When he's been proven right, yet again. That's the thing. It's like, I, if I were Picard in this situation, I'd be like, yeah, you know what? You were right, Wesley. Good job. Good job of being right. But here's a fucking lesson for you. Sometimes being right all the time and being an asshole about it, people still don't like you. <laughs> okay? You can be right 100% of the time. And if you're an asshole... People still won't like you. Take it from me. I know. <laughs> yeah, um, I really. He should have at least Everyone gotten a written. Should have at least gotten a written demerit. This this version. He should, of have, been, him. He should have been thrown off the bridge permanently, or at least or off given the ship a timeout permanently. I, should, they should have beamed him into space with lore. <laughs> I, I am waiting. That escalated quickly. <laughs> I am waiting desperately for Picard to become Picard already. Like there were glimmers of it. You know, here and there, but like especially, I mean, so much of these first batch of episodes has been someone doing something stupid, and it is unfortunately often Picard. Again, I know this is going to change. I've seen the later episodes, I've seen the movies. He eventually becomes, you know, Captain Picard that we all know and love. But right now, like, fuck me. Right now, the so the the, the infamous Kirk versus Picard debate, no contest at this point in the series. Like, Kirk can command rings around him, but I know this changes, but my god, is it painful. And he can seduce rings around Riker. True. At this <laughs> point in the series. Wow. Well, Although, know. I don't I don't think Kirk would have been confident enough in himself 
to get with the angel one lady. Duh, disagree. He would have put her. She in the was phone also zone. hungry for anybody. No, I know, but I still feel like she, she thirst. She, she would have been. She would have been too forceful, and he would have like found an excuse to leave. That's true. He likes to be the one he on, does. A one on top yeah. in these situations. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not ready to talk about Angel One. No, neither am I. I just... Yeah, because we haven't talked about. I mean, we briefly mentioned one of the more important. Data's uh, dick. No. Um. Well, we, no, we'll get to that too. But I, I think we do need to. It's a lot we got to get to. I think it's important that we acknowledge the return. Oh. Of one of our favorite nice. characters. Yes. Argyle! Argyle! I was so excited. I texted you, didn't I? I was like, hey, it's Argyle! Indeed. Argyle's back, baby. Better than ever. Yep. Chief Engineer. Well, that's debatable. Yeah. He doesn't do a whole lot. Bev does more, I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, at least he's not McDougal. (laughs) Because, fuck McDougal. Apparently. Argyle is where it's at. Argyle forever. Good old shades. I prefer Tartan. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I was excited. Just wanted, to, just wanted to bring up Argyle. Needed to give him, give my boy a shout out. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh God. Okay. Best part of the fucking episode, if you're me. The sneezing. No, the no, sneezing no, no, no. was terrible. I hated uh, the sneezing. I thought the sneezing Chew! was really dumb. I detested the sneezing. Like Brent Spiner, there could have been any other thing you could that your character could have been doing. How did we allow allow it to be well, sneezing? Well, someone else wrote the script. I'm missing sneezing. I'm masturbating. Oh, I'm practicing Brent had a lot to do with the script. I'll get to that in a second. Wait, 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 what? Brent Spiner had a lot to do with the script. I'll get to that in a second. So he might have had say over the sneezing. Oh, dear. Anyway, you were going to say a thing first. No, because it's mine is a different topic. You seem to no, have your favorite thing. What's oh. your favorite thing, Chris? You could totally start a gay porn version of this episode with Lore like smacking the fate out of Worf's hand, going, "Show me your warrior fierceness, Mister Worf." I was like, "Wow, that is." I don't think he wants to fight. At oh, least not when, he, not in the traditional sense. He wants some Klingon foreplay. When Worf like slaps him in the face and Data barely, oh no, and Lore barely fucking moves, I was like, "This is really hot." This is weirdly hot. <laughs> like, real the way he delivers it, too. Like, that was... I feel like Lore kind of mostly wanted a fight, but maybe a part of Lore was kind of like, you know, maybe. That was an amazing delivery. I am anatomically correct and fully functional. That was just... I loved that. I loved the delivery. I loved the, It was ridiculous and wonderful, and he just delivered it amazingly. That bit was astounding. But I was, again, I was just like, it, ooh, is this about to turn X-rated? What's going on here? One can only hope. Good old Starfuck. Starfuck all over your face. Uh, I mean, in the same vein, though, we have, again, there was obviously going to be some dick touching between Lord Data. They got got (laughs) edited out. Like, they spent a lot... Okay, Uh, on a technical note, I have to give this episode, in addition to the the really good effect for the crystalline monster, I gotta give them a lot of credit for the fucking champagne glass. Yeah, that was a good That was great. Like, it's one of those things that you wouldn't even really notice. Oh, this this was the one where they drank out of the same glass? Where Lore is is holding the glass. It was so smooth, I didn't even notice it. He places it on the table, and in the same shot, without any cut, Data picks it up. And, you know, so obviously it was like a move, they like had a moving mat or something. Something. They did something to make it so they could do that. But I, I like, I was like, holy shit, that was seamless. You yeah, know, for TV in 87, like when I saw Lore put it down, I was like, yeah, they're going to have to cut away and cut back, like you said, so Data can pick it up. But then it was like, oh, 
Well, she yeah. they just they they had they had the same actor. Like yeah, nowadays they got the same glass and two. Some, spots. some of their body doubles are terrible. Oh, oh yeah, the, there were some. Well, bad again, ones. and I think that's an HD thing because we were watching in HD, and I think that if we had seen it on TV. How did it look to you, Chris? Um, there was only one scene where I remember going, "That's nah, a double." Yeah, there was so. there was a lot like the double. There's a couple shots from behind where it's obviously the double. And the issue really isn't even the double; it's the fact that they like rushed the wig and it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't plastered down enough. Yeah. Like that would have been simple to fix. Mm. Also, when data when data was passed down on the floor, mm. it was a double. Yeah, there was also one moment actually where. Something had gone wrong with the matting, and Data wasn't quite in his chair properly. Oh, weird. But aside from that, like you said, the matting was really impressive. Ooh. You know, it's easy to forget, like, nowadays, you know, you could have one, you know, an actor hand himself a glass in the same shot seamlessly. But for 87, for television, a lot of the yeah. split screen they did was really excellent. Mm. Yeah, no, they did, I think they did a good job. And that, yeah, like I said, that champagne glass thing was very impressive. Mm-hmm. Nice. So shout so, out to the visual effects guys. They really Yeah, between the split screen, the snowflake, the really strong effects in this yeah. one. Yeah. And shout out to, to Brent Spiner for doubling doubling roles for this episode. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you what, what the original of this episode was supposed to be because it was entirely different. Interesting. Nearly everything different. I have no idea how the fuck they pulled this out of the original script, which was instead of lore existing at all, Data would have had a romance with a fembot. Played by Brent Spiner. I was going to say played by B. Arthur, but that would also be good. Yeah, and then Spiner himself suggested the evil twin thing, and they rolled with it from there and ended up with this. Hmm. So I have no idea how that rolled into a new episode. So not only is, is sort of the character of Data the TNG Spock in a lot of ways, but Brent Spiner, similarly, you know, because they, they were, I feel like there are always these stories, they want to do something with Spock, and Nimoy would go, how about this better idea? <laughs> and it would kind of go from there. So, well done, Brent Spiner. Although, again, the sneezing thing, really. The sneezing thing was weird. I'm, uh, still, I'm still confused, more shoo. or less, by the backstory. That but part I does get a little convoluted, yeah. Yeah, because I, I, I know we're going to meet Lore again. Spoilers. Um, Holy shit, yeah? Shh, don't listen, Caitlin. Does it get more... Like easily no. understood, more or does dick just, touching. There is, I mean, are they just the adding more is, to the suit? Oh, isn't he like the baddie in one of the movies or something? No, no, no. Oh, I don't he's know not, why I he's thought not, that. He's not in any movies. Damn. But no, well, uh, he shows up a couple more times, and honestly, I feel like they kind of squander the character. I think his next appearance is pretty good for character development, and we might get a little more backstory there. But um. Beyond that, his later appearance is just like a throwaway and a really bad two-parter. Mm. Oh, that's a shame. Your cats are like Data and Lore. <laughs> One is sleeping peacefully over here and doesn't use contractions. Radiator and this asshole is just murdering your couch. your couch, having rough sex with the couch. Klingon like. sex. That's <laughs> Klingon foreplay. On, Show me your warrior fierceness, Sofa. I might sneeze. A Klingon sneeze? Finish the line, Jake. I only know that, or what, what did he say? What was That's the, the only kind I oh, know yeah, or something? the only kind. <laughs> so basically the theme this week is sneezing. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was sneezing in both episodes, but... There was this... It was weird. Very short-lived, probably awful, but I don't remember, sitcom in the early 90s. I think it was part of the TGIF lineup at one point. TGIF. 
And it was called Sorry, Aliens nice. in the Family, yeah. where this guy falls in love with an alien woman. No. Who looks perfectly human except for having like weird fin ears. And a big vagina. But for some reason, their children are like completely like alien. Like humans in rubber Recessive suits. Tra- traits? Yeah, I don't know. Like even though the, the are, is that the show that ca- they kind of look like the the puppets from dinosaurs? Possibly. I haven't seen it in so I'm long. Look it up. But I just remember there was one episode where the son got a cold. Um, oh, no. But it's an alien cold, so whenever he sneezes, it's got a big echo effect and usually like knocks over some shit. And I was just like, ha, huh, this is familiar, and it's just as dumb here. What I thought we you know, we were talking about, you know, in um, Data Lore, that it was impressive not to cut away to do the glass thing. In Angel 1, when every time Worf actually sneezes, they cut away, or he's behind a wall or something. Yeah. And it's like, really? We build up this Klingon sneeze, and we don't even get to see it. We can only hear it. I think it'd be funny if they established at this point that it turns out Klingon bridges hide quills, and every time he sneezes, they shoot out backwards, take out a couple of ensigns that way. (laughs) (laughs) There goes Dickinson. Uh, So this episode... This fucking episode, right? This thing. This fucking episode. Why did it have so many plots, and why were there none were so of them many plots? Good. Why did we need the fucking Romulan ship we didn't, crisis? Didn't no, unnecessary. We needed it not at all. And then we also had the fucking everyone's sick thing. How many of these things were necessary? Uh, none? none. None. None were necessary. No, none. What was what was good in this episode? Anything? I mean, Trent, I get... Trent was good. I liked Trent. Nah, he... Wesley being sick was great. I wrote a note that says, is Trent going to bang Data? And I forget why. <laughs> See, so, like, I guess maybe if you wanted to have, like, oh, God, we can't go back on the ship, then the cold was necessary. But the extra layer of also Romulan? Yeah. Which feels like only existed just so you could know, like, hey guys, just so as you know, the Romulans are still a threat in this time. Like, That's maybe true. this is the first we've heard from. Yeah, yeah. it's like so you've seen Mr. Worf, so you know we're kind of chill with the Klingons now. But just so you know, we're not chill with the Romulans. Well, here, we'll see them later. Here's my thinking: is that possibly that was thrown in the episode because. The writers realized that the Ferengi, Ferengi. were not working out. Ah, I was and literally like, just thinking they were about like, the Ferengi. They're like, shit, we need new villains. In, a, in an original script, it was going to be the Ferengi. Of course. And they swapped it out. <laughs> of course it would be. Because they were going to be the villains. And then someone's like, the Ferengi are fucking stupid. Yep. So let's Who else do we have with crazy let's ears? Let's remind everyone that the Romulans exist. And then in a couple of weeks, we'll have a Romulan episode. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And I will bitch about their makeup. Hooray. Um... But yeah, no, too many plots. Yeah. None and of them also, good. even, like, if the Romulans were attacking, they should take priority over saving fucking Ramsey the asshole. Yeah. Like, the oh, second Ramsey you learn, the oh, there's another problem that's way more important than your stupid thing, let's go deal with that one. I mean, really... But they're also sick because Wesley went on a scoop of skiing trip in his goddamn Spangler yeah, so outfit. so why did they get sick from the holiday? Well, I don't think they did. There was some very brief, easy-to-miss mention... It was, um, it was isolating everyone who'd smell. been on some kind of field trip. Oh, I missed this. Yeah, entire. no, that's I mean, that's, I was confused by the smell. Oh, I thought thing. the field trip was the skiing lesson. Yeah. No, that was a skiing lesson on the holodeck. She then, which mentioned, they ended up just playing. They they weren't skiing. They no, were they, just, were, they were just playing snowball, snowball fight. fight. Well, that's um, what Wesley thinks skiing is because uh, he's a fucking. I thought they were off for fencing. Yeah, they uh, more like I thought. Oh, this is what these assholes think future fencing is gonna skiing. What? Future skiing. I know. Assholes. 
terrible design. Surprised they even still have skiing. I feel like global warming is going to take care of that. Well, that, we've gone to other planets that have snow. Well, we've because got they have to do it in well, the holiday. Star Wars, but no, that's a good point. But yeah, no. So there was a mention of <laughs> they I, went to Hoth. I like that. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> she does say it's easy to miss again that she'd isolated everyone who'd gone on the something or other field trip. So the implication, I guess. I thought it was the ski trip. I don't. Well, think that's it's the problem. It's such trips. a poorly. No, and the reason why it has to be is because when they leave the when they leave the holodeck, that's when they run into Worf and Picard, and Worf is like, "Oh, I smell that smell from the Klingon planet." And then later they're like, "Oh yeah, the smell is how it's spreading but because how... you take a deep breath to smell it." Which... I don't know. Wesley farted. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck to tell you. I'm saying I think I think they are unrelated events, but the episode is so poorly written, it's not clear. Well, then yeah. why do we need that fucking fourth plot about fucking? field trips what are they doing like just say that he got fucking sick because it was cold that's or, it or we don't need a special smell the they've never broken again guys, or they've, something they've never had colds also i love they've never had a cold like it doesn't have to be anything special he could just have a cold and then everyone fucking nope, gets there aren't it colds anymore yeah because because in the previous episode wesley said to data why would you sneeze you fucking asshole we don't even get colds yeah, anymore and my mom told me people and used to get a thing called a common cold Called it a disease, which also annoyed me. Yeah. Which it's I, not a disease, it's a virus. You know, we were I in in I am editing right now the battle, right? The episode where we talk about the battle. And then we make fun of the fact that, like, yeah, alright, you've mapped the brain, so that means you know how to deal with headaches better. But that doesn't mean people don't get them first for you to have to deal with. And it's the same thing. And again, like we talked about last oh, God, week. Is that like, the episode where he had a stroke? Or we thought he had a stroke? Remember, there was an episode where I was like, Oh, yeah, yeah, she... yeah, yeah, because Picard's yeah. got the, yeah. Why doesn't she, why? Okay. Yeah, but also, like, again, like, I'm pretty sure Kirk and company were getting colds and random sicknesses, you know, 80 years ago. They're, even if they've been abolished in the 80 years since, they're not so long ago that people are like, Oh, in this ancient history, it's like, no, a couple of ships ago. Well, but let's be fair, I don't really know anything about polio, and that only got taken care of in the last years. We'll come back. Isn't there still a lot of polio? The anti-vaxxers in... will see to it. I'm just saying that, like, oh, wow. not really knowing a lot about the common cold, even if it was eradicated 80 years ago, sort of makes sense to me because I don't know shit about well, polio. But I mean, here's the thing. I'm, I'm just going to throw this out there. I think Crusher doesn't know what the cold is. No. Because she's a shitty doctor. Well, yeah, I love that. It she sucks at her I job. Does suck. Like, it takes until, like... Oh, this this smelly smell where it's like, I didn't consider maybe it's airborne. Yeah, you're also, on a you, fucking also, spaceship. She just, she just smelled it, so she's infected. Damn it, like Flasher. But like, here's not. the thing. But like, not. Why wasn't everybody who showed any symptoms just immediately quarantined? Period. In also, space. and anybody that had been in contact with anybody that showed symptoms quarantined. How is a ship this fucking enormous? have so little in the way of medical facilities that they had to convert a holodeck into a quarantine station and then just start isolating people in their quarter. Like, you don't have at least some of those already. Wait, 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 wait. But, I mean, if there's like a thousand people on this ship, you really yeah. think they have a thousand hospital beds? No, 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 no. Do you they, think that they, if everyone in this fucking city got sick, there would be two million hospital beds for us somewhere? No, but, in like, well, I, get that, I get that eventually you're gonna have to start taking drastic well, measures. Well, a third of the people were down. That but seems like a drastic she measure. Was, she was talking about having to convert the holodeck, like, early, early on. We've... 
Fucking Dr. McCoy had three beds in his fucking <laughs> sick bay. What it do you want? It was a much smaller, less well-appointed ship. Okay, so they have maybe ten times as many. They have um, not multiple According sick to bays. the Simon Schuster uh, blueprints, blueprints, there's like medical bays on every deck. Character like, traits. Tons of how many? But how many beds? Probably. Pull it out. Let's look. I'd say at least a hundred. Let's no. see it. Total? I'm, I'm just Total? saying like... Total? Like 100 I each? Know. I don't know. Or I don't know. I didn't count them. This, I'm just saying, it is. she's talking about this really, really early. If it was later in the episode, sure. Either way, we have already established in the Space Madness episode... That yeah. Wesley Crusher is a shitty doctor. Well, A, that the Crusher sucks. And also, that the transporter has a biofilter built in. So they could have just transported everybody. Yeah. Mm. Everybody would be fine. Or yeah. everybody could have just rebooted a new save. Yeah. Reloaded their last Relay- save file. That's really what it is. You know what it is. Jack Crusher Jack Crusher knew he was going off to die. But he was like, you know what? My wife, my kid, they suck. I don't want to live anymore. Oh, that's awful. People that feel that way just find mistresses and run away. That seems extreme. <sighs> Jack Crusher's not dead and Picard's in on it. <gasps> I Picard like is He's going to be in on it all right. Mm. Crusher, I hardly know her. Uh, (laughs) That was bad. We've mostly talked about the the, the awful and pointless the awful and pointless B plot, technically. Mm -hmm. How about that A plot? I don't I don't give it an A. A I give it a D minus. No, there well there definitely was some D. (laughs) Hey. You know what uh, I, comment I wrote like, when they were spraying the, the perfume and Data asks what an aphrodisiac is? Because A, Data somehow has, does, still yeah. doesn't know vocabulary because fuck you. Has fuck never idiot. seen perfume. And also, Data himself is a walking aphrodisiac, so he should know. And also, oh, like the fact snap. that it's not like a space perfume, it's like in a little fucking, yeah. An well, well because this planet is at a... Approximately late 20th century level of technology. We didn't have space atomizers in the 1980s, so they don't. Fine. But I they do. Yeah, I don't. I like the the image of like oh, yeah, no, it's the, the little bulb they atomizer. They still make those. Yeah, you but can buy those. I'm sure you can. But I have most one. of them are What's like the problem? little spray bottles. I own an atomizer. Do you use it? Yeah, it's fancy. You fill it up with perfume. I have. I haven't done it lately, I'm but sure yes, you I have done. I'm sure you have. I, believe, I have I done. Believe, I, believe. I don't care if you believe me. No, I'm sure. I'm sure lots of ladies own them. It's just like you they're know, so pretty. They're, they're so a elegant. novelty item. I'm it's never. A, I'm never going to own anything nice. So like I might as like, well lie to myself. When you buy perfume, it comes in a bottle with a sprayer. It does. Attached. That's true. So if you want to use the atomizer, you can. Yes. But is it purely decorative? Yes. So okay, I'll, I'll I'll give them a pass. That having said that, the stupidest part of that whole scene was the needless after scene shot of Trent coming in yeah. and spritzing himself with it for the sole purpose of being of saying look how gay it is look at how gay it is he's putting on perfume a no, man is putting on perfume oh my god it's establishing that they have it's a role reversal it's a role reversal we hadn't gotten it yet oh my god he's putting on perfume like a homosexual oh my god oh my god it is a tad unsung <laughs> I've seen since that fucking dot matrix twenty dick 
What did you just do? You were slapping yourself about the tits. What just happened? What? I've seen too much. But still, it was just a stupid scene. It was a stupid scene. I mean, it was not needed. It was the whole I mean, purpose what, of that what, scene. What would you have done in a, in a different uh, in a different scene to show to, to remind us that showing him showing him reading a roadmap to the clitoris? Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I would no. I would have had. I would have had been like they show like, okay, Tasha and and um, Beata. No, and uh, Troy. Troy, Troy uh, are are standing in the room, and they're I don't know. And Trent walks in and invites them to brunch. Uh, no, that's still gay. That's what I'm saying. Oh. That's to remind you that... But Trent's not gay. I mean, the problem... I think the problem but here... The, it's the role reversal. Yeah, I think... Uh, I think he's effeminate. He's, yeah, he might not be gay, but he's effeminate. Yeah, like that, that's... Making it effeminate in that, in that case is, is the mistake, because it's not that the effeminate behavior is what makes you yes. lower. Yes. Maybe that's my point. No, but my point is that there's no reason why they, if they wanted to do this society where the women are dominant, because a, first of all, there are examples of that on Earth, yep. in history that they could look at and be like, oh, that's how that society would function. But no, so they had to because the writers for this episode are fucking idiots. Mm-hmm. Agreed. They had to show not just that the roles are reversed in terms of the power structure, but that the men also act kind of girly. <laughs> but yes, no, and it does kind of feel like the director said, rather than try to act effeminate, the director said, can you do a stereotypical homosexual? Yeah. Have you seen when Eddie Murphy does a gay voice in his stand-up? Can you do that? But, but how much... Not even that. Don't... I wouldn't have made the men particularly effeminate. No, no. That I, was you know, a misfire. I, I would have been like, no. Just have the women act feminine and have the men act masculine. Or just don't, don't even act a certain way. Just, just act... Act your part. Act your part. You're in charge. You're not. Yeah. Yeah. Period. It doesn't... It doesn't... This... this there's no implication in this societal structure of sexual uh, sexual nature. It is. It, I, mean, I know that's where they were doing with it, and I think that was a wrong move for them to do. Yeah, no, they're falling back on roles as expected in Western society of men and women. Mm-hmm. You know why they had to do that? Because if it was too much like real life, it would scare the shit out of their audience. <laughs> Can you imagine if women were valued just for the way they are? And and men didn't just walk in and dominate whilst they were still acting like men? If it could happen on that planet, it could happen here. That's what I really think. I think they had to, like, totally subvert gender norms, totally, to make it less terrifying for their probably mostly male, probably mostly untouched by women audience. Well, let let me mansplain this to you, Please, please, because, you know... Mm. Us women need it. I, yeah. I know, I know. Well, here, so here's another thing, though. I agree. I think that, and I think in a way, I don't know if it's necessarily that they were afraid of people's reaction. I just think that they needed to lay it on thick. They thought, yeah, Christ, and did they? You know what the extra stupid layer in all this this delectable cake is? Oh, save mm. me. Uh, it was intended to be commentary on apartheid. What? Whoa, whoa. I'm feeling attacked, Chris. <clears throat> Who wrote this episode? I want them dead. Uh, I didn't write it down. 
I mean, I you want were gonna you say dead. I didn't write it. I thought I thought we had reached the pinnacle of apartheid commentary with Lethal Weapon. Still haven't seen Lethal Weapon. Yeah, neither have I. What movie. does this have to do with apartheid? Not a fucking thing. Well, I mean, clearly, but I mean, like, if it's like a, it's an one were a really brain dead person. Oh, go on, games. Go on, tell me. Tell oh, me. Oh no, that's it. It was it was a, an oligarchical society. But like, what? it was a lot worse than that. Apartheid, like, <laughs> yeah, way worse. And also, there weren't. From any... what I recall, they were you know murdering people in also, the street. There were no black people on Angel One. That's true. Yeah, so it was. But there it, were it, men. Instead, instead the of, men were the black instead people. of white and black. It was those mm-hmm. those women and the and the men and Riker is a fucking enabler and a fucking. Uh, I hate this episode more now. Complicit in their uh, in their thing, right? But like, so who would he be in apartheid? Riker. Yeah, like if he'd be like the black muse of some apartheid leader. He'd be. He'd be. um, I'm thinking like Danny Glover and Bopa. What I'm talking about, like, like in in real apartheid. No, I don't know. Was there a person? Was there a person? A powerful person from outside who was like. Um, Helping them apartheid. Yeah, Danny Glover and Lethal Weapon. But that's a movie. I know. I actually don't know. I don't don't know a ton about the the history of apartheid. Danny Glover was actually... We don't teach it here because who cares? Danny Glover was actually in a movie... being sarcastic, by the way. Danny Glover was actually in a movie called Bopa. I'm I'm possibly mispronouncing the title. And it was about a black policeman in South Africa who was essentially complicit with the white government. And presumably there were people like that. Well, if anyone, anyone, that's going to be Trent. True. Would be that Who seemed like a smarmy little toady. Like, he looked like he needed his a haircut. Slap. Like seriously, did fucking someone call He Man? No, his haircut was fucking better than Ramsey's haircut, which looked like he was on the weed whacker. I mean, to be fair, he's like living out in the middle of nowhere. Probably doesn't have good scissors. I don't know. He's his, probably his, using his comes and visits him a lot, and I'm sure he could like. He's got him. a razor, apparently. I mean, he's. I mean, a razor raises. He's a close. A close cut, a close shave. Yeah, so shave your head instead not, of having that fucking. Well, I you know, maybe it gets cold at night. I don't know. Stupid. Maybe his woman likes something to grab onto. Like, fucking apartheid. Maybe she likes to drag him back to his cave by his hair. So never mind that shitty uh, <coughs> parallel. They yeah, well, that's but asinine. Like, if you take the story at face value, like let's okay, let's pretend we didn't hear the apartheid. Yeah, let's like, go back to our original thesis that it was a gender role reversal. Look at how shitty. We are to women show. Like, look, oh, geez. But then the whole fucking thing is subverted by A, having Riker have to mansplain to the leader. The elected how to, one. How to lead. And then secondly, you have, like, as you mentioned, Caitlin, they have the, the men out in the wilderness seducing their women so yeah. that they can get all married and knocked up, I guess. Yeah, no. Yeah, and then they follow them when they're exiled. Yeah, because that's all women really want and need is a man to take charge. Definitely. Also, you know what would be nice instead of wasting so much fucking time on the B and C plots? Maybe show us more of the society so that when Riker gives his impassioned speech about the waves of evolution, that wouldn't have come out of nowhere. Also, Also, it's not evolution. It's outsiders. No, you can see it's like a societal. Evolution. Well, yeah, he claims that, like, something was already brewing, but and they were the catalyst. Not, it's not, because they're only, evidently, the only men who are resisting the 
are these are the outsiders from like the, the men that live in the society Trent and seem uh, at all seem totally fine that's what I mean had they had scenes of the larger world yeah. there actually were discontent you know yeah it's locals. another it's another missed opportunity because the the original story had Yar taking lead on the planet and Riker hung out with the Chica and yeah. she found a band of band of male slaves that were starting a revolution. What if, we what, if, what if they had swapped Yar and Riker's parts in this? In t- just, just have, if Yar seduced the queen? If Yar seduced the queen, and then, you know, it was Yar that, that mansplained everything, you know, and just and they just totally... Yeah, just Yar didn't do characters. a lot this episode. She didn't. All she did she was, was just... gawk at, at Riker's bulge. Oh, and she made sure that there were... She used her tricorder to make sure there were no listening devices yeah. in oh, yeah. the area. Good job, Good job Yar. Yar. Hey, she's the security <clears throat> officer. She takes that shit seriously, right? Or even right? Troy. I mean, I would have even accepted Troy. <clears throat> I think just having Riker be the guy that, like, having Troy straightens here, out this woman problem. Yeah, having Troy here was weird to begin with because, you know, Riker is, you know, wearing his new fancy clothes and, and going and hitting on this woman in front of the woman who, just the other week, he was all mopey and sad about that she was going to see a boy. Well, this yeah. is revenge. Meanwhile, he gets to bang this chick. This is a re- his oh, revenge Oh, but it was a fuck. diplomatic banging. <laughs> Doing it for diplomacy. Sake. It's, it's it's the it's the Kirk method. Yeah, um, but no, it's not because I feel like whenever Kirk, when Kirk used his masculine wiles, yeah, he was he he was absolutely doing it with a goal in mind. He, yeah, he was never like out there banging women for fun. No, I mean, maybe true. like some of the some of the twists on the side. But, <laughs> When when like Twists. when when a plot point was made of Kirk seducing a woman, there was an ulterior motive. Yeah, and like, I don't think it was strategic fuck. And I was right, and I don't think he ever actually like. I think Kirk took his job too seriously to have. No, there was the chicken bread and circuses. Well, but I think they were kind of in love. Oh, the slave woman. Yeah. Sorry. Wait, I wait which one's Bread and Circuses? I was thinking uh, of the Roman planet. Rome planet. Sorry, I was thinking about S- the Shakespeare oh, one. And. But um, I feel like he never, when it was a diplomatic mission, I don't think he ever banged anyone. Like, Even though like What's-Her-Name really wanted him to. Or like Shana. Like, yeah. You know. Alon? Yes, thank you. Yeah. Alon um, Troyes. But like, in this situation, there was, it was just, he just wanted to, he just wanted to fuck her. Yeah. It was, that it was, was the that 1980s and therefore we're he gonna bang. I bet you they didn't use protection. Oh, definitely not. I like how he brought her, like, a little fucking Christmas tree ornament, too. Like, <laughs> Whoa, it's a meditation crystal. Or yeah. something. Yo, what? Did you buy this at the fucking Christmas, Christmas tree, tree shop? shop? Yeah! yeah. Uh, well, I mean, obviously that's why they didn't have enough beds in sickbay. They had converted one of the sick bays into a Christmas tree shop. <laughs> Right. You could have priorities in space. One thing that was weird about the Culture of Angel one was the um, pseudo-Japanese aesthetic they kind of started but then didn't oh, commit to. With the men monos? Not just that. Kim Manos? No, but like the, the fact I... that you notice there's, there's no chairs. They always oh, yeah, knelt, they do, except they in the kneel. like lounge. But like when they're in the like court, everyone kneels. And the women's shirts have those sort of weird, like the shoulder kind of goes off for a bit and then stops and yeah, I noticed that. That's actually something you see in Edo period, don't quote me. Men's court attire in Japan. Uh, I couldn't for the life of me find the name of this piece of clothing. Don't know what the fuck it's called. I don't know if it's part of the hakama, which are the sort of the big pants they would wear, or if it was a separate thing. It's not the kimono, that's the shirt underneath. I spent like half an hour looking at pictures and none of them gave me the name. But if you look up, just look 
Look up stills from any Akira Kurosawa film set during the samurai period. Some guy at some point will be wearing this overcoat that has shoulders very much like those of the women's shirts in this episode. But then the rest of the aesthetic didn't match that. It was like a little like, we're going to start with this sort of pseudo-Japanese thing, but then say fuck it and just go to a pottery barn or something to get our shitty lamps. How about the cod pieces, though? Oh, my Where fuck. Where are those coming from? That the whole, everything. So, I assume everything to do with this episode was handled by uh, straight men. Oh, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't doubt it. Like, I feel Although like. Although last episode was Gene's last writing credit. Good. Um, like, I just, I, I don't, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a, a heterosexual woman nor a gay man. But if I was going to create a society where men were eye candy, I feel like that's not the outfit I'd design. I mean, it is the 80s, though. So That's true. And there are aliens. That's true. There are aliens. Terrible design aside, terrible story aside, mediocre acting aside. Um, also, is a constitutional oligarchy oxymoronic? I don't know enough about political science. Not, not my wheelhouse. Yeah. Also, yeah, the fucking prime directive. On oh, again. Like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, okay, so... Either I don't understand the Prime Directive, or Star Trek doesn't. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I think it's that. I think so, it's that second so I one thought, you said. Because I kept being under the impression that it was we don't interfere with non-warp cultures, but we can go bang this woman. We can go talk fine. to them. Apparently, we can talk to them and we can let them know like what 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 else is going on in space. Are like these guys on a freighter? It doesn't even matter because they're not Starfleet, which so they can go and do whatever they fuck they want on planets. You think just being part of the Federation and being in space, part of the deal is like before we give you a fucking license to be a spaceman, you got to agree to abide by the Prime Directive. You got to mm-hmm. sign these terms and conditions well, and these. You know, the other thing though is that the Prime Directive changes. Yeah. Throughout this series, I think the most because. Yeah. I think at the start, it's kind of like what we see in this episode, where it's like, oh, you know, we can talk to these primitive civilizations, you know, we can... We have to abide by their rules. Yeah, we have to abide by their rules. You know, we saw this in Black Planet. Yeah, racism. Justice. We saw it in Justice Planet. And this carries over, this does carry over from TOS. That seemed to be the prime director of the time. We can go, we can talk, we can give them, you know, hang out, but we just, we're not going to interfere with their goings on. We're not going to step in. Even though they were totally prepared to kidnap all those people. Well, yes. That would be worth the court-martial aims. Yeah. Um, Really? You wanted to save Ramsey? He seemed like a prick. I hated him. Yeah, it took until much later for someone to realize, hey guys, maybe revealing the existence of extraterrestrials would in and of itself interfere with their culture. Just throwing that out there. Mm. Well, yeah, because imagine if, like, a starship showed up on Earth today and was just, like, beamed down and was like, hey, we brought you this fucking piece of plastic crystal that lights up when you poke it. By the way, we we lost some people once. Are they here? No? Well, sorry. All right, let me bang your leader and then we'll be <laughs> oh, on our way. Take him. I would let take that him take him, really, please. please take him. Take him, probe him, and don't return him. Oh, my. So, um, so yes, but... Believe the king of Bhutan. He's ours. But then the Prime Directive evolves into something which is more akin to what it should be, which is you just don't even go there. You don't, you know. You watch from afar with sensors. Yeah. Or, and when you don't, when you actually do literally go there, even if you're hiding, 
shit's gonna go wrong. Yeah, and shit's gonna get fucked so up. So maybe don't even bother with the hiding. So I feel like no. they do. They they it's the, always the a prime bad directive idea. kind of starts with this very loose idea of you just don't fuck with them, and it eventually changes to no, really, you don't fuck with them. Yeah, you don't. Someone even, you fucked don't... with them too much, and I bet it was Kirk. <laughs> but you know, and then by the time we get to the the distant future of the show, you know, with like first contact, that's. Just like, oh, that's how it's always been. You see, the Vulcans yeah. did it with us. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't show up until we had the day, literally the day we got warped, yeah. they showed up. Yeah. And then I think at some point there's mentions of a temporal prime directive, so suddenly there's variations. Yeah. Mm. Oh, man, I went into this thinking that this episode was just kind of bad. But now it's actually become extraordinarily bad. Yeah. I mean, to the, me, it's, the still, other... it's still a throwaway, though, for me. Yeah, the the other element from the original story that is worse that they didn't use it is that there was supposed to be one of the mistresses trying to seduce Data. <laughs> Why would you cut that? That's oh. cut, that's fucking gold right there. Oh god, Data alone on the bridge in that one shot. We have exactly forty eight minutes, sir. Shut up, Spock. <laughs> also, yeah, He's still in a countdown. Our computer is far too complicated for a man. And then yeah. I'm not a man. I'm a computer. Robot, Titanic. Yeah. I, I do happen to have a penis. Have I mentioned it's fully functional? Boop. Yeah, he actually said something like, you know, I am, although I am like gendered male or whatever. Shaped I or designed. Whatever, male shaped. Something I don't fucking know. Yeah, it's it was just garbage. A, it's, uh, yeah. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it, it either. Wasn't great. It's just like, it was such a throwaway. Again, I didn't hate it until we discussed it. I went in thinking, yeah, it was kind of shit, but no, now it's actually just. I mean, I think it was misguided at best with the apartheid thing, but I think that. Yeah. In general, I found it kind of fun. It felt kind of fun. Just, you know, little little Captain Kirk seducing queen shit. Data was funny. Jordy got some me time on the bridge. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. So one of my notes, it's only tangent, is like, there's the bit where um, Ramsey's wife reveals herself to the audience. Like, oh, you see her come out. Bianca or something? Ariel. Well, Ariel. So fucking purple shirt. You think all their names are Bianca? Bianca one, and they Bianca have, two. But they, what's so? They're supposed to be like secret husband and wife. And my god, the actors couldn't have had less chemistry. Mm. Oh. They have this like sad, chaste little kiss, and then just both stare directly into the camera, like, "Bet you didn't see that coming." And it's like we kind of did. <laughs> Not gonna lie, Ramsey's got a fucking better haircut. Seriously, she's been smuggling him. God knows what. She couldn't bring him a barber. Maybe she likes his calling. <laughs> Where was she supposed to put the barber up her huge vagina? Underneath mm. the sleeve caps. <laughs> a barber? A whole barber. I mean, she just... Look. Oh, that was another fucking thing. I love The men are all very short. She's apparently been sneaking out to visit Ramsey's here for God knows how long, and it just happens to be this time is the time she fucks up and gets caught. How fucking convenient. Maybe they've been watching for ages. But why would they strike now? I don't know. Maybe they wanted to kill them all and make an example to the Federation. Yeah, put on a show for Reiki. No, they more just wanted them gone. So if they knew where they were, I don't know. There's just so much wrong with this fucking because, garbage episode. Because, like, at the end, she wasn't willing to have blood on her hands. She probably just wanted to make someone else do her dirty work. Mm. Because, you know, women are naturally very soft, and they just want to take care of their men. Mm. Hell, she was, she, she left, told us that. She left Trent in charge of the killing device. I wouldn't trust Trent with that fucking Also, thing. like, the fact that when, so they, after they all get arrested, and Riker goes to them, and is like, all right, well, we're going to beam you guys out of here. There's, like... Ten people there, and Ramsey says, "No, I'm staying. I'd rather die than 
leave my home or whatever the fuck he says. All I can think of is those other dudes that are there and the women. Everyone that's in that room is going to be like, ah, well, uh, he doesn't speak for yeah, all no, of us. No, God, he, no. He could stay. No. I, they we have, have like, kids. Some of us yeah, have kids. We're, so we're, wait, we're, you'll we're, take we'll, me to your we'll crazy see. future world? I'll check that out. Yeah. I like the idea that, like, again, just like a man... Ramsey speaks for everyone. Yeah. Just totally good. Just that actually would have been a way, a way better episode. He's like, I'd rather die. Literally, just, someone just smacks him on the back of the head, and they're like, no, we're we're good. Let's go. Like, did you notice, though, that the wife, what, what was her name? I don't remember. Ariel, Purple shirt. Ariel, maybe? Ariel. Mistress. Everyone was a mistress. Mm-hmm. Uh, mistress Ariel. Did you notice that I don't think she had a single line in the episode after it came out that she was the Ramsey's wife? Like she, she had nothing. She was, she was, she had you know a lot. She had a lot of. to say at the beginning of the episode, but then once she became, once she assumed her wifely duties, she was a, a good and seen a, and not heard. Seen and not heard. Just like Santa Claus is coming to town. Yeah. Next time you watch that Christmas special, pay attention. Jessica does not have a single line after the wedding scene. Yeah, there you go. So and she has you that really that like shitty song. Oh, it's so. You fun. don't watch Santa Claus is coming to town? Is it claymation? No, yeah, it's stop well, motion. It's well, Frank Bass. Are they clay? I the stop motion. I know that much. I don't think they're clay. I think they're dolls. But they're dolls. Ah, that's terrifying. You don't wait. You haven't ever seen the Rankin Bass Christmas special? I don't think I have. You haven't seen like Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer? No. Year without a Santa Claus and the Miser no. Brothers? No. Wow. Are the toy trains and the Noah's yeah, Ark? Seriously, we're the Noah's Jesus. Ark. I'm pretty anti-Christmas. Holy oh. shit. Well, that's Chris, because you haven't seen Chris. these fucking specials. It'll Maybe. change your life. Aside from the Elf on the Shelf, I'm very pro-Christmas. Oh, God, the Elf What's on the, the Elf on the Shelf do? It just encourages children to accept a police state. Anyway. Wait, you haven't heard of Elf on the Shelf? I'm sure I've heard of it. Have you heard of Mench on a Bench? That's a real thing. Really? You buy a Mench on a Bench. Oh, yeah. dear. I mean, it's a it's like parodic, right? But it right. does exist. Right. Anyway, we're, we're talking about holidays. <laughs> this has been quite a long episode. Are there any other things we want to say that are pertinent before we wrap this one up? Fuck you, Wesley. Shut up, Wesley. Shut up, Wesley. Was he in this one? I know. In Angel Shut One? Up, yeah. Wesley. Yeah, yeah he, was, he, he was Ski. He was the Ski. He's the one that made everyone Oh, yeah, he's the Ski's episode. All right, so, ladies and gentlemen, we have reached the end of Star Trek The Next Generation. No, we haven't. Uh, we've reached the end of this episode. Thank God. Of, uh, I know. it's That's It's been lot. a long one. It's been a doozy. I apologize. Uh, not for as long as how long we waited for that pizza. It's true. It is not nearly that long. But anyway. It's about that long. So, although <laughs> we will be back next week with two new episodes uh, of this old two show. Two new old episodes. Yes. We meet the Binars in 11001001. Uh, next there is week, no two. we will also be talking about Too Short a Season. So those are, that's what we'll be talking about next week. Two more episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation. You have been listening to A Star to Steer Her By or Star Trek Podcast. Follow us online at SSHB Podcast Twitter, Tumblr. You got it. Go to Facebook.com. Look us up. A Star to Steer Her By. We're also on iTunes. iTunes. I, I don't. Are they calling it still iTunes? Yeah. I don't know. I was listening. I was listening. Well, I was listening to another podcast today, and they said find us on Apple Podcasts. So maybe it's now called Apple Podcasts. I can't say I've really looked, but I feel like if you know what one is, you'll know what the other one is. You can you can draw the connection. So we are on there though. iTunes Podcasts. Start to steer her by. Find us on there. 
subscribe press subscribe press that subscribe button we're on uh spot spot hub spot sound soundcloud. soundcloud soundcloud yeah you're right soundcloud 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 <laughs> we're on soundcloud give us a review like and subscribe review and five star or three or two however many do what you gotta do yelp us um give us a yelp and find us on google.com too start a steer her by Podcast, StarTrek.com. I think he's broken. Where's his off switch? It's, we've never actually checked, even though we've had him around for 30 years. In my years. asshole. You must fist me. You Bend must over. fist me. Ah, there it is. Um, all right. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised we didn't bring up fisting with all the data switch talk. Anyway. We just did. Oh, good. I'm glad we got back you to gotta that. you got to leave it in. You gotta leave it in. Whatever. It's the only fisting so reference of the episode. It's a rule. Hashtag fisting. Uh, hashtag fisting. Hashtag Star Trek. Hashtag Angel One. Uh, this, of course, has been Jake. This has been Chris. This has been Ames. And this is always Caitlin. Catch you on the flip side. Why are you making up taglines? Woo! Terrible. That was bad. I'm so sorry. Um.